Welcome to the Female Fight Experience, the podcast where we share stories to inspire female Muay Thai fighters at all levels to jump in the ring. Brought to you by your hosts, Smokin' Joe Coverdale and me, Bridget Tuckra. All right, she is a former WBC national champion and she's now signed athlete to one championship. Training out of bad company in Leeds. Welcome to the podcast, Amber Kitchen. We're so excited to have you here. How are you going? Hi, yeah, very good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it is a pleasure. Um, thank you also for squeezing us. You must be right in the thick of fight camp at the moment. Yeah, I've got just under eight weeks now, so... You know, I've been training really hard for the last couple of weeks anyway. Every day I'm training maybe like two, three times a day. So, yeah, you've got me in early today. Man. Yeah, so it's 8-ish, 8 a.m. where you are now. So is this, have you not, uh, would you have usually have started training by now? What's your normal sort of fight camp routine? Um, No, I normally get up about 8. I'm not a morning person whatsoever, never have yeah. been. So. Um, I'll have my breakfast straight away, go to the gym, do like a run um, or bike. Then we've got group training at 11, which is fighters only. So that's like an hour and a half, really intense, like pad work, sparring. We've got loads at Bad Company at the moment, high level fighters. So yeah. you just you just walk in there knowing it's going to be tough. But, but yeah, I really awesome. enjoy those sessions. Um, yeah, but I come home, I make lunch, and then, you know, I just put about doing bits I need to do. Either online, um, you know, I'm always, like, posting stuff out to different people and stuff. So, yeah, and then back to the gym for PTs, help with kids' classes, and hmm. then I train again at half six every night. So, yeah, pretty much the same kind of thing every day. Is that your, kind of like your job? helping with classes and stuff at the gym or do you just solely rely on the income from fighting? No, um, well, it's kind of hard because I've recently moved up to Bad Company in mm -hmm. end of January. So I'm trying to pick my PTs up, but mm -hmm. it's so hard. Like, I don't think many people realise that as a young, like, I'm quite small compared to everyone in the gym. And yeah. some PTs I get are, like, 90 kilos or whatever and then it's like fight camp now so I've had to cancel a lot because I'm starting to get like sore shoulders they're, oh, like they yeah. miss the pads they kick me I get injured so at the minute I've had to just do kind of kids and women um but again like I go away so much for my fights it's hard to keep reliable really for PTs I went to Thailand as well so a lot of them went with other instructors so it's my fault but you know, I'm just always trying to plug my PTs, trying to get that built back up. Um, but yeah, I mean, fighting is my main income, but with one, I've only had like four fights in four years from them. So it's not a reliable mm. income. Yeah, I'm hoping to branch out into other stuff. I'd love to have like another line of business. I've just got some t-shirts out. I'm trying to oh, cool. Um, get out. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think of different ways. I'm always like jotting down ideas and Hustling. Hopefully next year I'm gonna branch into a bit more stuff. Where where can people get those t-shirts? May as well plug it here while we're doing it. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you just message me on Instagram. Let me know like whereabouts in the world you want them sent. I'll just send them over. Easy. I I could just do it there and then that day. I live right. I reckon Bridget will be messaging so you. Easy. About yes. Half an hour. Yeah. My t-shirt collection is always expanding. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing a <laughs> disgusting MMA t-shirt right oh, come now. On. But anyway, Izzy. <laughs> yeah, Izzy's cool. Izzy's cool. <laughs> so you recently moved to Bad Company. What what spurred that change? 
Um, I've just always wanted to get out of my hometown. It's right at the very bottom of the UK. So to get to Leeds, it's seven hours. Normally, I always catch the traffic, so like 11 hours. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I I just always wanted a change. It's I was always growing up in my family gym. My dad's my coach, um, Nathan Kitchen. So, it, you know, we grew up just me and him, like, as a team together training. But it got to the point when I got into one that I needed more sparring partners. You know, no one in the gym was fighting elbows. No one was my kind of weight mm. or size. Um, so yeah, I just, I said to him like, right, I feel a bit stuck. We had the conversation because obviously like coach, daughter, sometimes it gets hard as well. There's a lot of emotions. Mm. And he just said, I think maybe you should do like a tour of the UK, try different gyms. I think it'll be good for you to get away because he sees like, it's a kind of a dead end in Cornwall and he's always just wanted what's best for me. So I, I see where he's coming from. It must be hard because I was like, behind like for his whole life I'm his kind of not project but you know he's watched me got me so far got me on one and then he's just letting me go it's like I see that with a lot of fighters they change gyms and then they don't remember where they come from but you know they got me very far where I was in touch gloves but I just needed that extra little bit um so he recommended a few gyms bad company was on the top of my list I've, I went up there and like I just scrapped the list. I was like, I know that I want to be here. I love it. So I started off just coming up like six weeks before fights. And then I just realised I'm, I'm up here loads. I just as well just move. And I packed up my bags one day. I didn't have accommodation or nothing. Um, Sold all of my stuff down in Cornwall. Jumped in my car and just like, see ya, I'm gone. Legend. Yeah, I, I just stayed with someone from the gym for the time being. And then now I'm um I was in a little house share you know if people think it's a glamorous life being a fighter but it's really mm. not um so yeah it's been a lot of moving about and um you know like I said trying to build up my work again but it's starting afresh I love it will this be your first fight with bad company since the move there uh no I had my fight with Jackie but yeah I'd only just moved up so mm. it wasn't Oh, no, sorry, not Jackie. Martina was my first one fully with Bad Company. But we hadn't really got into the swing of things. Um, like, now I've been here for, like, almost nine months. So I definitely feel like me and Richard know what it's like to do a full camp now. We kind of understand what each other's like in the corner. Um, my next fight coming up is on Hitman November the 18th. So... Um, We'll have like everyone from the gym there. It's going to be nuts because I haven't seen like the hype of the whole gym together. I've always had just Richard away with me. Hmm. So that would be nice. Everyone's kind of training for the same show. So it's like a big hype in the gym at the moment. It's really good. Be fun. It would be a cool buzz. Yeah. yeah, cool buzz. Yeah. yeah. So is Richard your head, head trainer? Yeah, head coach? Yeah, Richard Smith is. Richard yeah. Smith. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I was having a bit of a fangirl moment this morning. I was like, I wonder if she gets to train and hang out with like Liam and Andy and stuff. Yeah, that would be yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, Liam took me on the pads yesterday. Andy takes me on the pads a lot as well. Um, yeah, they're both really nice to be around. They're funny. Yeah. Has he booted the crap out of your leg yet? No. No, <laughs> 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 no I'm glad about <laughs> pad work with Liam. 
Yeah, very good. Yeah. What was um? How's your dad finding it? Because I got a bit of sympathy for that. You know, I think that any sort of relationship, like we've got, a lot of our guests are, you know, maybe it's their husband is their coach, and you've kind of got this dynamic where you've got to shift from husband and wife mode to then fighter trainer and you know you got your daddy dad and daughter and coach trainer like I imagine that's been tricky for him too how's he how's he adjusting to the new arrangement yeah um I mean as a family wise they're all missing me obviously it's yeah it's tough being away like I especially my my dad my nan and my sister I used to see like pretty much every day um so that's hard FaceTime isn't quite the same um (laughs) And yeah, I mean, as a, I guess it's hard for him as well because with the gym, I was actually running the gym. And when I decided to move, he took it back, mm-hmm. um, which is a big stress for anyone, I'm sure. You kind of ruined um, his retirement plans, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, succession plans <laughs> just got out the window. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the gym part, obviously, it's, it's hard running a business. Um, yeah. So we still talk a lot about the gym. I try and help where I can. And as a fighter, yeah, he's just, he loves watching my videos up here. He's always checking in with me, seeing how my training's going. I think he still wants to always, you know, say, oh, if you do need me as a coach, you know, let me know. So I do go with him with like little questions and how I'm feeling and stuff. It's nice to have him here still yeah, in the background. Yeah, awesome. yeah, that is great. Very cool. So for your next fight, you'll be going back into full boxing gloves, not the four ounce ones. How do you feel about that change? Is it you'll be in a proper ring as well, not in a cage? Yeah, I mean, for ring in the cage thing never really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know lots of people get freaked out of the thought of a cage. You know, you can't lean back on the ropes. And once the door's locked, it's like, oh, God, get me out. But um, I, yeah, that bit doesn't bother me. For four ounce gloves to for eight ounce, I think will benefit me a lot. Mm-hmm. It's all like a learning curve for me. Like, I'm kind of learning on the job when I'm in one especially with the four-ounce gloves. I mean, I, I had three years off, and then my first one back was in four-ounce gloves. So I was like, oh, goodness. Yeah, it's like shit. completely different technique and style you've got to use. Loads of head movement and boxing. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to getting back in eight-ounce gloves because I'm very aggressive. Like, before I was a little bit wary of getting hit. I feel like on my last fight on one, I wasn't so much. But now I'm back in the eight-ounce gloves. It'll be a good experience. Like, I'm sure if I've got battered in eight ounce um, four ounce gloves eight ounce gloves won't even hurt me i'm i'm yeah. sure it'll be such your defense a will be off the charts as well yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. um i'm fighting a girl called laura de blas she's fought some really high-end people in the uk um but i'm i'm feeling confident i mean i'm training hard and being back on in the uk scene it's just, I feel like it's going to be a great experience having like my friends and family finally able to watch again. Yeah, mm. yeah having them in the crowd after sort of, I imagine your fight, yeah, fights would have been all over, overseas with one, yeah? Yeah, they all around Asia. So yeah. my last fight, I actually had about 10 people come and watch from the UK, which was oh. amazing because it's so far. But yeah, this time I've, I've got loads of people coming. It, yeah, I can't wait. And just the whole gym as well. I mean, if you've got several of your aspiring buds that are on the card as well, and then it's the gym's promotion, yeah, I could just imagine the whole night is just going to be electric. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And like you said, you know, I normally just have Richard in the corner, which I love. He's so calm, like he understands me. But just to have the whole crowd kind of shouting your name, knowing who you are. I know when I fight on one, it you know, it's quite even. So 
yeah and also they do betting on the show so like my fight's going to be betted on which i find a little bit nerve-wracking but that's just what is it? it's like the thailand kind of vibe i'm just about to say it's not muay thai if you're not gambling right <laughs> yeah yeah so you know it's not really been done in the uk before so this is their third show doing it now so i'm hoping you know lots of people make some money from me that's cool yeah, yeah see they, they do it here but um like a lot of the fight shows here in, in melbourne will put caps on so they make sure that there's no sort of incentive for a fighter that might be able to make more money through the gambling than they right. do on the mm. uh, uh, like taking the win on the actual show but um so but so i think but it's been here for a little while so you're saying it's quite a new thing in the uk having having gambling on the sport yeah i think a few people have tried it before and it's never worked but huh. on hitman fight league they are doing it properly every um, show now, and it's working really well. I think it's a good incentive for people to actually get to the show and join in with it. I know it can go both ways, but it seems to be going well. Yeah. Yeah, we've got more skin in the game too, you know. They're more invested in an outcome if they've yeah. got a bit of money on Even if it's a little bit, you know, something else, something else riding on it. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure they've been gambling on street fights in the UK forever though, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should imagine. <laughs> Gypsy <loads> boxing. <laughs> uh, so how do how do the negotiations go with one championship in regards mm. to? Are you fighting out of your contract now, or are they just kind of like, oh, it's in the UK, we don't mind, do whatever you want to do, kind of thing? Um, yeah. So with one, the contract's quite tight. So I was getting back to them for well after my last fight, I had it in mind that I wanted to fight on Hitman. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a few weeks, to be honest, that I was going, emailing them with nothing back. And, you know, lots of people on, in bad company was messaging also for me. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Liam's on one. and Richard knows them well. My mum's my manager. She was probably pestering them loads. Um, get him, Julie, get him. <laughs> yeah, she's, well, that's the good thing about having your mum as your manager. <laughs> like... <laughs> She's consistent. Um, <laughs> so she, yeah, then literally like two weeks ago, they responded and said, yes, that's fine. Um, which is good because before I know I've asked a couple of times and they haven't really got back to me. So they let me fight out of my contract and then I'm hoping to fight again with them in the new year. I've got five mm. fights left with them. So I'll be. Wow, you signed, signed up for quite a few. <clears throat> yeah, originally it was a 12 fight contract. Um, <laughs> and then I re signed start of this year back down to six or seven so i've, I've had two since then so yeah Which i guess you wouldn't there. you wouldn't mind so much if you were fighting four times a year so you could yeah knock them out. I like mean, that's i assume that's how active you'd rather be right not once oh, a hundred percent yeah, yeah i mean i feel like that's where i'm lacking in my fights is my experience because i had one fight in eight ounce gloves on one when i was i got signed when i was 19 so that was that and then after it was COVID, I had two fights lined up with during COVID. One with Jackie Bunton and one with Wonder Girl, and both got like two weeks out of my fight camp just as we're about to fly, and then COVID happened again both times. So that was really frustrating. Um, three years off, and then they come back and said, "Do you want to fight um Diandra in a cage and four ounce gloves?" I was like, oh. Yeah, I, I want to fight, but God, it was a big nerve-wracking jump because mm. getting thrown back in with the four-ounce gloves was a big deal to me. Um, well, you said yeah. it before, eh? Like, you're learning on the job with four-ounce gloves. 
So yeah, you need to be active so. so you can get the, the experience doing it because you can't yeah. spar with them all the time. So Yeah, and I feel mm. like my opponents, like, I, every single time on one I've had, like, the toughest opponents. Um, so it would be good to have, you know, that experience in the eight-ounce gloves so that next time I go in, you know, I'm not going in thinking, oh, shit, this is another hard fight. Like, I'll have a bit of a confidence boost in the eight-ounce mm. gloves again because it's, like I said, it's been like four or five years since I've had a traditional tie boxing fight in eight ounce. So I feel like, I, you know, this will give me a lot of confidence, no ring rust anymore. And hopefully, like you said, I want to be fighting like three, four times a year. Yeah. I just want like my frustration with it after fights. I'm like, right, when's the next one? I just want to fight. I get really down. I'm like, that's all I want. I don't care like if it's on one or whatever. I don't care about for money. I literally just want to fight this is mm. what i want to do so yeah let's hope hope they get back to would me you take an mma fight if they threw it at you oh not yet i've started jujitsu but obviously i'm in the fight camp now so too many injuries i've had to stop yeah. i'll get started again after but just learning a whole new sport i've never been in that position because i've always done tie boxing like since i was mm. free mm. so it's weird to kind of walk into a gym without knowing what I'm doing into a new sport. Like I can now relate to everyone who says, oh, how do you feel? It's so intimidating going into a gym. I never really knew the answer because I was like, oh, I've been around it all my life, but I got that feeling now. Yeah, I understand. It's nerve-wracking, but it's the best feeling learning something new. It's very frustrating, though. Like, I'm one of them being good at something. things up quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my memory is so bad, so every session I'm like, Oh, you will have to recap half an hour of what we did <laughs> on the last session. I've been hitting the head too much, I'm sure. <laughs> so that, that's funny you say that because if we were to ask you, like, how do you feel as a woman clinching against men and stuff like that doing tie boxing, you'd probably be like, that's fine. I've been doing it forever. Yeah. But how do you feel as a woman going in on the mats and doing jujitsu with men and stuff like that? Do you, do you feel confronted by it or you just kind of, is it the same? Uh, I mean, it's a bit strange to start, like it's a new sport and stuff. But I mean, if someone come up to me and said, oh, I don't want to clinch. It's kind of like, you know, too close. I'd be like, oh, come on, get a grip. Like, and I just think <laughs> that's the same kind of thing as what jujitsu people must think. Because yeah. they only see it as work. So, you know, I just try and think of that. I'm, I know for other people it would be really uncomfortable, but it's a sport and that's part of it. So. You know, it goes over my head a bit. I'm not too fast. Mm. Just going back to the lack of fights from one and you might have signed NDAs or not be able to talk about it so you can just do like a hand signal and tell me to move on or whatever. But <laughs> what what is the what's the lack of fights about? Is that lack of opponents? Is it not prioritizing your fights over others? Like do you know any of the backstory as to why it's only been one a year? Um, I feel mainly because it was on covid i know covid had a big impact on people's lives but mm. i i feel like that was a big thing for me so i was just literally signing with them getting my career started with them covid happened and like i said i think i was meant to have two fights yeah. and they got cancelled last minute and since then i don't know i think they just have a lot of athletes now loads of mm. signed um but I feel like now, because they've got the um, Lumpini fights every Friday, I'll get on more. Before it was like yeah, okay. one a month. Now they're picking the shows up. So 
I feel like it, they will get me on again quite quick. Um, so we'll, we'll see. momentum's there, yeah. Hopefully that's next year is a bigger year for me. Yeah, great. I was just going to say that's interesting as well. You talk about uh, like trying to get almost a release to fight on Hitman and it's not like you're getting no's, it's just you're not getting a response. And maybe that's a factor of, like you said, they've got a lot of athletes on now, a lot of athletes with different requests or, you know, yeah. they're trying to sort out lots of different athletes to get on the cards and maybe it's just a volume thing. Definitely. I mean, I know it's a big organisation, but for the amount of people asking for fights and checking about their fights coming up, even people messaging them asking to be on one that must be an insane yeah. amount of emails to get through so I understand like you know they're a business they need to get through everyone but yeah yeah you're saying it nicely but my opinion is yeah. is that you're Amber Kitchen you're already signed to them like yeah you you take priority in my books <laughs> Yeah, take the But yeah, you're right. They they would have a lot of girls over in Thailand now, which is is going to be good, good for them and good for the sport as a whole. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, when I first started, there was hardly any girls in my weight category, and now there seems to be loads. And it's just a case of like who to fight next. I've got a few people in mind who I see and want to fight. So I want to make it happen next year. Hopefully, I can kind of give some names for them to see but I, I just take on anyone if they give me someone i'm just like yeah sure let's do it do you want to give yeah, us those names I'd now i have a tough fight than just fight you know small names i want to get in and experience you know a tough fight i want to be challenged otherwise you know you can get by and put your record up as much as you want but at the end of the day like you're looking back and you're like oh that's, that's an easy fight i don't want easy fights yeah so. You've been yeah. doing this a long time, so it makes sense that you're going to be looking for big names to kind of tick off the list. Do you ever, yeah. like you said before, you've been doing this since you were three years old. Do you ever sit back and are you just amazed at how long you've been doing it and how long you've stayed in the sport and how much you've grown as a fighter since mm. you first started? Like how old were you when you had your yeah. first first bout? Uh, I was nine years old. Yeah, shit. So, yeah, I, I'd love to see a photo of cute little three-year-old with like gloves on, and then a cute little <laughs> nine-year-old in the ring. Like, if you have oh, those, I have those. loads. Yeah, it's <laughs> I have a twin sister as well, so we used to both go into like interclubs together or fights, and both look exactly the same. So I've got some <laughs> some photos of that, um, and it's sweet because like growing up, we used to just spar with each other because we're same age, same weight. Mm-hmm. And my, I don't know what my mum and dad was thinking. They used to have like a ring in the garden and let us spar, head contact, no shin guards or nothing. They were thinking, like, this is great entertainment, is what they're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> they were thinking like up. King Richard rubbing their hands together. This could be lucrative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was a good, like, back then, I, it was just normal day to day stuff to me. And now I'm older. I listened to my mum's podcast and I know she said it as well, but I really appreciate kind of what we had growing up. Um, mm. Just being in the gym environment, meeting so many great fighters, even from little, like touring around the world. Um, it was just an amazing kind of like growing up we had. And I know my mum and dad was away with fights and stuff, loads. We used to stay on lands quite a bit, but mm. then you know, she'd come back with black eyes, cuts and all, and I will just be like, oh, you're right, yeah, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> nothing really, it was just so normal to us, which now yeah. I say it as an adult, I'm like, that's so strange how 
That didn't affect us. <laughs> yeah, you had like a one in one million upbringing, <clears throat> eh? Probably yeah. even probably even more than a million upbringing. Yeah. And but be honest, did you and Alea ever switch? Like one of you sick for fighting, and you're just like, oh, just send the other twin in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But it was um, we were both same age, same weight. So like we used to end up in tournaments and the finals together. <laughs> so we we fought each other a couple of times. Yeah. Kitchen be kitchen in the final. <laughs> yeah, we had to flip a coin in the end and see who would put on weight and who would lose weight. So I got, <laughs> I got to put on weight. You're on half rations this week. <laughs> and that was like my biggest flex. I can eat chocolate in front of her and wind her up. <laughs> That's so good. Oh man, that is great. Okay, so going back to your history. So yeah, you started young. That first fight was at nine. And did you just love competing from from day dot, or was it a bit of a I don't know? Did it have to grow on you a bit? Uh yeah, I loved it. I in the UK you don't do head contact as a junior. You're not allowed until you're back when it's fifteen. I think it's sixteen mm. now. Um, so there's no fear. You're not going to get hurt. You wear body armor shin guards, and you, it's just kind of like sparring. Um. So yeah, I kind of fell out of love with it when I went started college. Me and my sister both had some time off, like a year off. And then when I got back, it was I was sixteen, so I started doing head contact, and that was such a big change. I feel like a lot of people coming from juniors up to adults say the same thing as where sometimes it's kind of like a curse because you're in such bad habits. Mm. it's a completely different style you obviously strike into the head and it's all just a shock so my first couple of fights I lost and also I wasn't training how I should have like I didn't really know what I wanted to do at that time I was training now I look back I don't know why I used to fight I was training like three times a week four times a week and I just used to go in and think my god I've had such a hard fight camp but that was like a young mentality of thinking I was doing like so good now I'm training like three times a day and I'm like I know I could do more I'm gonna do an extra <laughs> fight I'm gonna do this so that was hard to kind of start getting hit in the face and also because my junior record was so high like I could only take on tough opponents again because everyone's like oh Julie Kitchen's daughter oh I'm not fighting her and then I ended up fighting people who was a lot more experienced and yeah I mean I had four fights, like, um, I had lost four in a row. And then I had a really big fight offer for Infusion. And the girl had, had like, I had had maybe two adult fights, three adult fights. Um, no, sorry, I had four losses and she had 30 or 40 fights. And I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Like, this is it. Then I started picking my train up. I just did not want to lose for a fifth time. Like, that really drove me. I'm kind of. I'm not glad I lost, but this was like a big learning curve for me. And a wake up call to say like, um, three times a week training is not enough. So it's not gonna cut I, it. Yeah, yeah. I just remember that fight camp. I really turned a corner and kind of grew up and realized what I wanted. And I went in and stopped her in the second round. And from there, I was just like on a massive win streak. And again, like I had all the confidence in the world. And that really was like a career moment for me where. I, Things changed and I was like, right, this is what I want to do. The fight was in Holland, so like my first one traveling. And yeah, I just, that's part of the sport that I really love is the travel. That's kind of what, you know, is driving me. I, I love checking out new countries and meeting new people. So, yeah. I think that's really 
cool about being a fighter in the UK, just from the ones we've spoken about, is that they always get to travel and move around. Whereas here in Australia, we're so far from everything and like we just fight here all the time. It's probably the same distance yeah. to fly from the UK to Holland as what it is to go up to Queensland. I don't know. Yeah. How long's the flight to Holland? Oh, like three hours, I think. There you go. Yeah, that's Queensland. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> this is what I love as well about living in Leeds because, like, when I was down in Cornwall, I had to travel all the time to uh, London, which is five hours. So before you even start traveling, you have to travel. Mm. Whereas here, you just you can just get like a flight from Manchester or Bradford. It's so close. Yeah, nice. Very good. Um, so with this fight coming up, can you what can you tell us about your? So she's a Spanish, she's a Spanish fighter, isn't she? What what else can you tell us about your opponent, Laura? Is Laura de Blas? Did you say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's um very experienced. She takes on like really tough opponents all the time. She's yeah. she's fought Neve Kynan, um, oh, Alders. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. fought Lucy Payne. So. Yeah, she's she's not shy of a fight, which I like about her. She seems like um, a lovely girl from people who spoke about her. Yeah, she's an aggressive fighter. She likes to walk forward, but she's a bit shorter. I love fighting people shorter than me. That's like, <laughs> yeah, I I love it. I I feel more confident. I think because like when I was a junior, everyone used to be shorter than me. So, like the clinch, I love um, using my head kicks. So. Yeah, well, well, I want to try and land a few of them, and especially because I'm not in four-ounce gloves anymore, and on one, you can't really clinch. Mm. Um, I can kind of just be a bit freer with what I like to do with my style in this fight. Well, how do you feel as a, a tie fighter when they tell you not to clinch? Yeah, I mean, on the Lumpini shows, I thought they would let you a little bit more, yeah. um, but there's a few times in my last fight when it kind of got stopped earlier than I thought it should have uh I guess it's more exciting for fans but yeah I mean especially I my last fight I just thought do you know what I've I've never really thrown elbows and I thought right I'm gonna go in and throw them and I like every elbow I was like cutting her face I was like oh my god I love this (laughs) like elbows are my new favorite thing now I, so I love I love when uh, you poor listeners can't see uh, what we can see, but your face just lighting up. I just that's my favorite when they're like, yes, and I was like, cut their face open. I know, it's so, so brutal, doesn't it? I'm like, maybe not that sort of person, but it does hype you on. Yeah, absolutely. Are you that sort of person? So, are you one of those that you've got like a, a very much like a switch that you flick uh, Amber outside the ring v Amber inside the ring? Yeah, I mean, I would say even when I'm in the ring, I'm not like angry or anything mm. i just got a clear head and i've said before like i just feel like a bit of a robot because i just i can't hear anything but my corner so when he shouts i just do it like i don't try and overthink things i don't get emotional mm-hmm. um and yeah it's weird because i I'm, i don't like going to change rooms and like hype myself up and punch myself in the face and scream i'm not <laughs> one of them people at all so um yeah, we'll see. But, uh, well, who knows? I've started working with Vinnie Shawman, so my ah, mindset yes. is going to be different for this fight. So <laughs> maybe I will have to start doing that. God knows. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes in fights I lose my head a bit. Like, I get so nervous. I'm a, you know, I've been doing this all my life and I still get super nervous. Hmm. I think it's uh, it's not about getting hurt or anything like that. 
but it's about un- underperforming. I put a lot mm. of pressure about underperforming. So that's what I'm going to be working on next. And I feel like, especially in my last fights, lack of experience and that kind of plays on your mind as well. So I feel like during the fight, I, I watch them back, I analyse them, like, right, I could see there, that's when I was thinking about this. That's when I'm like, mm. stop, stop thinking about doubting yourself. So, you know, I've got a lot to work on for that side of things, but we're working on it now. So that's the main thing. Do you think the fact that you've been doing it since you were the, you know, three years old, that's why you put such high pressure on yourself about underperforming? Because it's just like, man, I've been doing this my whole life. I have to be good at this, surely. But nobody's ever good at fighting, right? Like, yeah, there's people that are better than others, but even they're the worst critics of themselves Hmm. all the time. Yeah, I mean, especially like, you know, because I I got signed to one really young and like I said, I'm learning on the job really. My junior fights are half of my record on my one Mm. fight, so I haven't actually had that many fights in general because down in Cornwall like it's kind of a dead end like I said you kind of you travel but you don't get invited many places because otherwise you have to pay for yourself which we've done a lot but then opponents start pulling out and you've got country for nothing that sort of thing so yeah, <clears throat> yeah my I am kind of learning on the job so we'll see I, I I did get nervous when I got signed to one and all of my fights were just really tough fights and I there's a time when I was like this is really I'm out of my league here and I spoke sat and spoke to um Lisa Richards husband and she said yeah but this is the thing you're giving amazing performances like the fans love to watch you you're not getting in there and getting beat up like every fight you've had is really close and your record compared to these other girls you're doing amazing and this will be like the biggest comeback story it's relatable to people as well and Mm. She just said, like, on on one, you're not going to have an easy fight. Like, these are all going to be tough fights. Like, the girl I've just fought, Martine, she's number three in the world. And I'm like, you know, if them sort of, like I said, I love taking hard fights, but when you come so close to losing every time, it's, like, so frustrating. Yeah, I, it motivates but so you... me, but it's, it's very, it, you know, of course, it plays on your mind. You get down about things and... Yes, I'm an overthinker so bad. So you know, you remember as well is that the whole world views you as a top fighter. Yeah. Like yeah. us down here in Australia, when we hear Amber Kitchen, we think top level A grade fighter. Yeah. So yeah. you're up there with them as well. You, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, this is what's tough as well because a few of them was super close mm. and they haven't gone my way. And oh, that is the worst feeling. I yeah, hate that. Yeah. Yeah. So have you started the sessions with Vinny already? Yeah, I mean, we, it really started when we went to Thailand. He mm-hmm. came over after my last fight and we were speaking about working together. And just as a friend, we got on really well. Um, mm-hmm. He really makes me laugh. And I I messaged him when I got home and just said, I would actually really like to start working with you. So he calls in, he checks in all the time. Um, we are doing a seminar this weekend. Oh, cool. With the Shawman solution, so I'm going to that, and then from there we're going to work a bit closely and more onto my fight and use some techniques and things like that. But it's been kind of checkups at the minute, and he's helped me with more so day to day life things. And now we'll now it's like seven weeks out. We're going to start putting more energy into the fight. 
cool. Do Can't know, wait to see the yeah. result. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to ask questions, but I was like, tell me more about that, but we don't have time. So um, uh, for our Australian audience, so it's 18th of November. Um, it'll be – that's a Saturday. It'll be early Sunday morning for us here. So uh, actually that's the day after Rebellion too. Let's just have a 24 hours of uh, 24 hours of Muay Thai. That'd be great. Uh, in terms of plugs, any anyone you want to give a shout to, Amber, before we let you go? Yeah, um, always bad company, Lisa and Richard. You know, they've done so much for me. They're like my adopted mum and dad coming up here. <laughs> Just it. everyone at the gym, I, you know, they know who they are for helping me out. Um, also, obviously, Touch Gloves Gym, my home gym. If you're ever in Cornwall, make sure you go down. Um, my dad will be there teaching. And, it, you know, don't forget about it. It's in the bottom of the country, but make sure you go and visit. <laughs> Cornwall's a lovely place to visit, so book your holiday around it. Um, and, yeah, I've got uh, two sponsors for my fight coming up. So um, SAY Scaffolding and also Outlaw Rum. So that's a good sponsor, isn't it? That's, that's pretty Rum. good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to get a bottle of that. Like, yes. um, so just yeah, to clarify, I, our, our order is one uh, Amber Kitchen T-shirt and some Outlaw Rum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys for sponsoring it again. And, you know, I'm always open to taking on more sponsors. And I've got, you know, my Instagram's like blowing up at the minute so if anyone wants any opportunities business collabs then make sure you message me get in touch okay fantastic amber all the best and thanks again so much for for squeezing us in your fight camp thank you thanks cheers Bye. bye bye thanks so much for joining us on the female fight experience if you like what you heard and want more please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts if you could rate and review us while you're there as well we'd really appreciate that It helps this podcast get into more ears and hopefully, ultimately, gets you some more fighting opponents. You can find us on Instagram at Female Fight Experience or on email at femalefightexperience at gmail.com. We love hearing your feedback and any suggestions you have for future interview guests, make sure you send those our way as well. Thank you and see you next week for more Female Fight Experience.